Golight presents the Talking Bollocks podcast. The hip knocker. Episode 30, 30, 30, Talking Bollocks podcast. It's me, COB. It's me, Teddy Flower. And today we're joined by... Huey Morn. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that Martin? Martin. What way? What way? Morn. 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 Huey Martin, no? Well, whatever way you, you can call me, whatever you want to call me. Oh. Don't call me in the morning, oh, didn't it? Want to, you, you want to stop flirting with us now, <laughs> Whatever you just want to call me. So what way is it? We don't want to insult you. You're not, just call me Huey. I've been, I'm a gay traveler. I've been called a lot worse in my life. <laughs> <laughs> the Hubert so, fella. I'm going to call you Hubert from now on. Call me Hubert. I, when I was on Big Brother, Hubert was a nice one and Hugh Dog. Well, no, sorry, Hugh Dog was a nice one and Hubert was an argumentative one. So you can call me Hubert if you so want. So Hubert will get away with that? Yeah. Hugh, you, talking to, kind of thing. Is <laughs> right, okay. 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 So yeah, Hughie, Mon. 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 That's how it, it rolls off the tongue. It's one Doesn't syllable. it? Bollocks, man. They're dragging that from the back. <laughs> oh, well. Mon. It rolls off the tongue. Mon. <laughs> We're sick with Matten, yeah? Right, Huey yeah. Matten. Huey <laughs> Matten. Right, come on, man. Yeah, right. killing us, yeah. Right. So, right, kick us off, Terrence. Go on. Jumping into the jingles from last week, yeah? Huey, did you see yours go at a wedding? Someone throw coins. Did you ever see that years ago? No. At, when the at a wedding, at a traveller's wedding, somebody normally throws chairs or glasses. I'm not sure. On the kind situation. <laughs> so, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said it. Yeah. No, but you know when the bride and groom, when they get married, they walk to the front of the church and they throw coins out, no? Have you never seen that? No, it's that chat. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Have you never? Is this just a Dublin thing? Because well, the messages we got of people saying that they've never seen it before. And the people from the country. I thought that was us. other religions, like Indian people or so, like to give to Trump. I don't know. No, down the flats and all. They used to do that down the flats because the, the bride and groom be on the balcony and they throw coins over and all yeah. the kids and mill each other. Well, anyways. Yeah. So it's maybe like we're giving you his money. Is, or is it luck? Or is it luck? I think it's a right, good luck thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, Calvin said, is it a grushy or a gushy? Right? We used to call it a grushy. It's a grushy. Like you throw the money out, it's called a grushy. A grushy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it's called and the coins get flowing. Right, okay then. Yeah. Right. right? But anyways, a grushy 50... How close is that? 51% of 49? That is very close, yeah. A grushy or a cushy? No, a grushy or a gushy. So take the R out. So a lot of people called it a grushy. Wait, is there a reason why it's called that? What oh, is no grush? Idea. No, no idea. No. Do you never even, with the ice cream man years ago, we yeah. throw stuff out and it's a grushy. The ice cream man no, used to do it as well, but in fairness... I'm not, how can I be from Dublin? I don't oh, know. Sorry, no, yeah, sorry about um, the yogurt fella. <laughs> the corner man, well, that's another thing. We used to call him the corner man, the ice cream man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you ever used to do that? The Co- corner man, no, just corner. Corner, like a corner, it was an ice cream, the cone. A cone, a cone. Yeah, yeah but they're called cornets. No, I don't. I don't know any of these things. But anyway, we're going to take this podcast on a big twist now. The the corner man where I live used to do one, yeah, but it turned out it used to be a pedophile. Then, <gasps> so that's yeah. why he was doing it. Oh, I know <laughs> I mean. Exactly, I know exactly who you're on about, but uh, I say you do. But anyway, Scruffy took a different, took the wrong turn there. Sorry, but anyway, yeah. Glushy and Gushy, fifty-one for Glushy, forty-nine for Gushy, yeah. And then, do you watch football now? 
Not really. One of the power of the lads. Ronaldo and Messi was the zing of last week then. Yeah. And there was slaughter over this. Yeah. Who's better than Ronaldo or Messi? You I think Ronaldo's a better player, but that's because it's so famous. Yeah. Go on, dude. We'll take that. Yeah, we'll we'll take well, he's that. more Listen. famous. He's more probably legendary, is he not? There's more people in the world not know who he is. Yeah, I tell you, I, I tell you everywhere, everywhere in the world you go, people know who Messi is as well. Right. I've yeah. seen pictures of Leighton. Even people that's not a huge football Well, I'm not a huge football fan at all, and I know who he is. But I've seen mm. pictures of like villages bombed in Afghanistan and kids wandering around with Messi jerseys on. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, I've seen it. But Ronaldo's the first. Where did they get jerseys over there when they don't even have food? They get sent over to they them. They get sent over, like... Oh. But uh, Ronaldo's the first uh, person on social media to hit 300 million followers on anything, I think. He's the most followed person on Instagram, and I think second is Kylie Jenner in there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah then, that's incredible. And then what you're probably taught, and then yeah, you Yeah, I'm taught Ballymun to Ballymun Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but imagine that 300 million. And we, what uh-huh. have we got in Ireland? 5 million people? Yeah. If even, yeah. That's why it's nuts, isn't it? <laughs> that's incredible. You think about it like that. But, that's anyways, incredible. yeah, everyone was like. I didn't agree with it. Everyone was roasting Ronaldo. Everyone was yeah. like, oh, all these playing kids on this and stuff like that. How can you say that he's the all-time leading goal scorer ever? Yeah. Ever, like, do you know what I mean? The most goals in history the cunt has. And people are saying, oh, they're just... Yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and these are saying, oh, these are just United fans. So I, I'm a Liverpool fan. I, did, I think Ronaldo is better. But it's arguable. Like, Wait, it's one of those things that's like, in England, do you know, like, um, like a BAP? Like, yeah. the, like a... Seedless bun almost, only way I can describe it. Like a bat, would you call it a bat? Yeah, in England, they either call them a batch, a barm cake, a bap. And a is, this, is this your one of those is this things? Is this, is, this is you, Zinger. It's one of those things that causes so many arguments. Right, so it's what? Like, so go on. Right, so in England, right. No, break it down. You have to call it one or the other. What do you call it? A bap? Or oh, I'd always call it a bap, obviously. As opposed to what? So it. Well, one part of England to call it a barm cake, well, which makes no sense. It's so not that's, a cake. That, that's your Zinger then. Then the other people call it a batch. Then other people call it a bap. I thought people called it a bap or a bun. Is that not what it is? A a bread cake, some Mm -hmm. people call it. Sure, and it's that. one of those things that causes so many arguments because everyone's like, no, it's this, no, it's that. But it's a bap, isn't it, really? Let's right, be honest. so that's your thing after this week. Yeah, but in Ireland, everyone calls it a bap. Yeah, well then, right, we'll put, we'll, right, so you, he doesn't watch or listen to the podcast, everybody. Yeah? <laughs> As you can tell. As you can tell. <laughs> so give me a camera to look at. I'm going to look at this one. <laughs> uh, and I told him, heroes were a zinger. And he goes, oh, I, won't, I don't know, I don't know. And then we had to come out with one off the cuff. He didn't is even it mind a bap it. or is it a... Uh, Barm cake. Let's there call we it that. Well, there we go. Let's there we go. Give us the results. Go of the back Messi to the other Ronaldo. one. Ronaldo, 57%, Messi, 43%. Yeah? So Still close enough, don't finish. It is close enough, but I actually thought Messi was going to win it. Yeah. But, anyways, that's that one done. <laughs> out of the way, Calvin, what's your zinger for the week? Give us your one, because you said you have. I don't have one. I'm struggling, right? And is Huey a top or a bottom? Oh. <laughs> There's a zinger for the week. Good luck. Who is he playing with? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> um, There's your zinger for the week. <laughs> now you can message me the result. That's what you can do. <laughs> is Huey a postman or the postbox? <laughs> right. right. But moising off of the week, I was struggling. Calvin gave me one that's requested so much. When you're brushing your teeth, do you use hot water or cold water? Right, if I have a... Well, I do have a proper option. Jesus Christ, I'm living in civilization. It's somewhere kind of in the middle. Because I've got fake teeth, they're not always as sensitive as they used to be, but my gums still are. So if I use really cold water or really hot water, it's really sore. So I do kind of somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't... Get like a lot of people message us and say, Oh, do this one, do this one, but we don't get who the fuck uses hot water to brush their teeth. 
I use warm water to brush my teeth. Yeah, like, wait, that'd be No, cold, Jesus though, Christ. Oh, if I had a, now, if I was in a rush, I wouldn't give a flying, f- like, whatever. Come here, you have two have taps in the sink, though. You, you're not going to turn on the no, hot tap. No, no, my one is one of those ones that, like, swivels between, and you can go in like, halfway. Yeah, is. but... Yeah, you wouldn't put it on hot though. You wouldn't be fucking boiling no, the kettle Jesus to brush your Christ, teeth. No, I heard you're supposed to brush your teeth with a little warm water. Yeah, because it receives your gums. Because I said there's a few people that was going to use this thing. And they said is this your little fact you were going to drop this, on? I this promise is the little fact you're that you're going to hit you. I've got Wait, fake teeth. The two of you that ain't received. the head on me. We got it. The two of you went to Tokyo and got you some teeth. You've got fake ones as well. There we go. That is what you're doing. I'm bleeding. That needs sunglasses in there between the two of you. Because they... Faded a bit, I think, or I don't know if that's just all in my head. Yeah, I, don't know. I wanted to have them read out. I always think that, but with my fake teeth, yeah. I'm looking at my mom saying, They're bleeding yellow now. You're not meant to brush your teeth with um, cold water or really hot water because it can um, it recedes your gums. Sound, yeah, I don't even want to smile in this podcast. So there you now, go. So between the two of you. I'll give you the dentist now, so it's yeah. fine. Well, you must get a bleeding referral bonus, do you? You must yeah. check out code Yui Martin 15 at checkout 15% off, is it? Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, and you'd want to get a fucking fan in here as well, by the way. The heat in this room. Oh, my God. You're warm, you. No, I'm sound. All right, no. I'm sound. wet and sitting here. So what's your one? Do you brush your teeth with hot or cold water? Hot or cold water. Right. So that's that's his one. Uh, My one this week is my sister going to me. Right, give a shout out to my sister, Melissa. It was her birthday there. Um... The other day, I can't remember what Same day it was. Yeah, we happy belated birthday. Happy you. belated to you, Yui. What? Getting happy twenty four, Yui. What? Twenty seven. Twenty seven now. And he said he's getting old. Yeah. Of course, I'm getting old. I'm on the wrong side of the twenties. I'm twenty seven. Yeah, but you look twenty one. So that's fine. Oh. You look twenty one. Oh. You got good Botox. So that's yeah, fine. Great yeah, yeah. Botox. It's a good corporation ward on the flats. Yeah. Is it? That's what that is. Simple. Yeah. Simple. But um. Yeah, it was her birthday, so she sent me a load of singers and all, so they weren't the best, but I said I'll use this one, because there is a good one, and this is my birthday present to her, yeah? yeah? So she said, would you rather skydive or do a bungee jump? Oh, God, skydive any day of the week. It's <gasps> a bungee what? jump. What's a bungee jump? Do you know where you're tied on? Like, usually you do it off a bridge, where you're tied on, you jump. Oh, oh would you rather skydive? You jump out of a fucking plane. Do you know anyone who chooses either of them? I really questioned them. They shouldn't be allowed to vote. Like, they're not seen something wrong with them. <laughs> like, anyone who just... Why would you ever willingly throw yourself out of a plane? We did it. I, normally, when people throw themselves out of things, like, they get sectioned. Mm-hmm. So, like, why would you ever... Oh, like, did it. Oh, you're so pleased. Did you never do it? Why would you ever want a bungee jump? No, well, no I never done a bungee jump. I've done a skydive. I'm wearing them on I think it should as well. But people... People crave an adrenaline rush. So they'll do Lads, anything I don't drink it. or do drugs. What do you expect me to yeah, do? I'm jumping out of a fucking plane, <laughs> yeah, But you know what? Skydiving maybe because you're so high up to like the clouds. I'm really trying to be really positive and think that maybe you can't see anything yet until you're gone and there's somebody with you. But the bungee jumping like off the sides of like cliffs and like big buildings. It's like, what's wrong with you? Mm. Yeah. We Just don't want to sat in the chair and they get through off on the chair. And yeah, on the let's legs. go crack. Oh. oh no, I'm not into them. Did you ever see them videos where we're coming running across buildings and jumping? Oh, and oh, I can't watch them. I can't watch them. The fucking knees and all the be happy. Yeah. But we did the skydive a few years ago, 2014. It was shout out the Reds. I know Reds will be listening in Australia. We did it with him, me, him, and we board. Uh, we did it in California, right? So wow. we signed up to do it. You can do 12,000, 15,000, or 18,000 feet. And 18,000 is the, the highest you can jump from. Yeah. So we said, hell, we're going to do it. And you, you yeah, because it doesn't well really make a out. difference. I mean, 12,000 feet. Yeah, you hit the deck, you're going to die. But it makes a difference because if you're, you're falling, if you jump from 18,000 feet, you're falling for 90 seconds. 
before the parachute opens. And is that a long what? time? Before the parachute opens. Before the parachute opens. Oh, 90 seconds. <gasps> so a minute and a half. Oh, and then they open the parachute. Attack, couldn't you? So uh, we did it right. And we rock up to this place and you're sitting in the hangar and they put the fucking, the harness and all on you and they, they measure you and they weigh it because your weight has to match with the person that's going to be trapped here. So they, they measure me or whatever and this little board is going to deal with me. So this little board comes out of nowhere. She's like, oh, I'm going to be strapped onto you. And I was like, she I give her a jockey back, you know what I mean? She's tiny, like. So uh, we're sitting there and we're getting ready and we're sitting in the hangar on the planes, fueling up, ready to go. And that song comes on there, uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door. Oh, and I was sitting there thinking, oh, the all jump. the fucking songs to play. So uh, it's grand, it pours on the coach out to get on the plane and you're sitting on it. But it's, it's a small plane. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like them little white yokes. Tiny yokes, yeah. So it's a bench on each side, right? And when you're walking... Yeah, one's on me back and she's like, you need to walk with me. So she's like, right foot, left foot, and I want like that. And we sit down on the bench and you're facing forward, sitting on this bench, right? And uh, the, the plane takes off forever. And it's a little shutter door. It's not a proper door. It's like literally a little shutter. And your man opens her up and he shouts, door's open. And he dives out. And I was like, he's gone. I was like, he's just gone. <laughs> I was like, this man literally just opens it on. Like, yeah. And he just jumped. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? So then... Uh, my board was next to go and I'm looking and your man just walks and they jump and they're gone and your man's like, right, come on, it's our turn. And I was like, there's no way I'm jumping out of this plane. Like, you're walking towards that door and everything in your head is saying, turn back, like, is what are you doing? Is it genuinely like that? Is your heart yeah. trust? Everything, every instinct in your body is saying, what are you doing, you stupid cunt? Just turn around, just stop. And I was like, there's not a chance I'm jumping out of this plane. And your man, I said to your man, uh, is it too late to turn back? And she started laughing. She goes, oh no, you're, you're going out of this plane whether I throw you over or not. And I was like, Fuck oh, like no. so we're walking up to the door, yeah, and I'll close my eyes and I'm, I can feel that one push me and I was saying to myself, now fuck that, I'm at to come on all this way, be stupid not to look, you know what I mean? And uh before you you go, your man says to you, right, when you jump out of the plane, don't look uh down, look around you. If you want to look at the ground, go on to Google Maps, he says. You know like that? So uh we jumped and I remember looking and you can't hear the thing because you're falling, all you can hear is like <laughs> Yeah, because you're going that fast, how can you even you see anything? Hear, you can't hear the thing. And you get cotton milk because you're going that fast. And it's, the thrill of it is unreal. And I'm looking around, you're above the clouds. Then you go through the clouds. And then uh, you look down and you're going to see these things popping up. And that's the people who jump before you, their parachutes opening. But it's the best feeling in the <laughs> Do you world, not flip like, or do you just you keep can, Yeah, they do, they do flips with you. And then they pull the parachute and you can hear everything then. And it's just dead silent. And I won't start and she's just like, yeah, right, this time. You're like, that was fucking lethal. Oh and she's doing like tricks with the parachute and all, like, you know, twirling you, making you go up zero gravity and all. Like they pull the parachute and you go up in the air like that. And like in them. How cubes. many times a year would she do that? She does something like six times a day. A day? Yeah. No. She's going to hit the ground and go out with the next group. That's wow. no. But do you know when you're doing that, like you're, you're weightless and zero gravity and all this shit and you're going down and you're looking all around you and the view is unbelievable. And then it only clicked in my head, you know, when you're getting closer to the ground, you're still about 100 feet in the air. It's like, if something went wrong now, you're, you're still, still bollocks. You're still dying. You're, you're still going to die. You have to come from 18,000 feet. Imagine and dying then you in can the last 100. So that still feels really high up, I think. Yeah, and then you hit the ground and you're like, that was fucking unreal. I'll do that again, no problem. 
Om jeg det er jo bungee jump, and I think I would do one. No, I, I don't. You don't need to just go on a roller coaster. You don't need to do that. I've been on roller coasters, you. It's going a really high one. I've done really high roller coasters. I've done really high. I've done really fast ones. I've done loop the loops. They're so fun. Going backwards and all. I love roller coasters. Hate water slides, though. And I'm never going to force myself. Why can you swim? I'm really, really good at swimming. Sorry, I'm, I'm really, really good at swimming, but I just don't like water slides, and I just think, what's the point of me even doing them when I'm not, I'm not enjoying it? I don't need to do it just because oh, I went on it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Have you I, tried them before? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've done like the really high ones and all abroad, and I've just hated and just them. Just not into them. Hated it. Like I do, I do like the average ones, but now when you go to like a water park and there's like that highest one, it's just yeah. like that. I, I just but there's no point on that water park if you're not going to go down the slides. Let's be real. No, I go I go on all like the uh, normal slides, yeah. but, but that's still high up, and you're in those like dinghies, whatever else. I do all of that, yeah. but I just don't like those huge water slides that people get a trill from. No, the ones that's like, Shh, and then you're out. Yeah, but that's the point. People get a trill over. I don't like. I like the other ones that are a bit you don't of an get adventure. I like the adventure. Right, well, let's that out of the way, anyways. Well, we've we've we've, we've settled that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Right, couple of topics. Up. Before we do that, actually, we have a little frame there. Oh yeah. So this is from J O S Prince on Instagram. She sent these out to us, and we thought we'd show you. Joe's Prince. Oh, is Instagram, it? Yeah. J dot oh, dot S. No. no. J O. I'm not butchering that. Sorry about that. No, it's Joe's Prince. Joe's Prince. We always said that uh, we'd hang this up. In the studio, but we've nowhere to hang her up. So really give me that. that. I love it. Give me a camera there. <laughs> Look at this, anyways. Yeah. So that's so nice. I don't know, boys. I'm butchering this. Switch the camera, Jamie. Will ya? <laughs> so that's basically what frame. the screen looks like when you do your when you go on there on Spotify. Pod, yeah. yeah. Except for the hash go loud on the top of the nail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. We said we give her a shout out. So Joe's Prince on Instagram. She done us key rings as well, and she does a fuck off load of stickers. Yeah. Uh, for talking bollocks, give her a shout out. I love that. Right, well, that's that one done. Um, Whatever you do, don't stand on it when you get off. I won't. Do that, <laughs> Put it over there. Good man. Right, couple of topics of suggestion. Uh, something that hasn't come up in a few weeks that if you see me looking at my phone, boys, yeah, I'm just looking at topics of suggestions, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, uh, something we used to always ask, I guess. Yeah. We haven't asked that in a few weeks. It's a very important question. It's close very to the heart. It's a very serious question. It's a very serious question. Go on. The piss in the shower. Yeah. Of course I do. I love the honesty. Yeah, I love the honesty. Of course I do. Yeah. I've done it this morning. Yeah, you're dead right. You're dead right. <laughs> no, my mum's not watching this, by the way. Ooh. I'm not letting her watch it. What's wrong with it? Are you pissing the shower? <laughs> no, I am. Going down the We're all pissing the shower. Why lie? Yeah, yeah. well, that's, that's just what... I mean, once you don't do anything else, yeah, like... Yeah, I won't be shining in the yeah, shower. Yeah, there you go. Just because you're pissing the shower doesn't mean you can shine in the back. Don't do that. Don't do that. Right, another one. Is it okay to cheer on England in the Euros? What do you think about that? One? Well, I'm not massively You're into not football. football. Yeah. Ireland's shite anyways, the yeah. team. So let's yeah, be straight about things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, cheer them on all the way, of course. Yeah. They're, they're our neighbours. Because a lot of people, right? The patriotic, they, aren't they? I don't... Um, I, I wouldn't... I don't want England to win it, but it's not because of any reason. I'd just rather Italy or Spain win it. All oh, right, Denmark. okay then. But... People hate on England, right? And they say, oh, England, fuck England, rats, this, that, and the other. But they'll support. And I know, right? This Man is United touchy. and all. Yeah. This is touchy, right? Because they will support English clubs. But then their argument is, there's only about four or five English players on these teams. No. But yeah, but where does the cup go to? Like, it's like the stadiums is in Manchester and Liverpool. Yeah, but I think the thing about... The a, money goes a, there. A club Ooh. is different because clubs are based on the people in the community. So clubs are built up 
from working people, working class people. And in them areas like Manchester and Liverpool and other areas in England, they have Irish-based communities. So you, you know, there's people out there, like they follow like a random team. Like, you know, there's a big Irish contingency for Everton. And be like, how the fuck do you follow Everton? Oh, my granddad did. What happened there? Yeah, because so many Irish live people live in Liverpool, moved yeah. to Liverpool in like yeah. the famine and all years yeah. ago. Do you know what I mean? So they built up an Irish community and they're involved in the club. So it's a it's a staple to that society there. Makes sense. That's what, it, a club is different. But That's why there was more that when that Super League thing came in because it's taken that out what built up the foundations of a yeah. club so I don't follow Shelbourne who follows Shelbourne like? <laughs> where even is Shelbourne yeah good show you where, what country is that <laughs> what country is it in Sorry, sorry about him. <laughs> right, sorry, it's okay. But listen, um, a lot of people, Irish people, it's like, oh God, don't support England or something like that. It's patriotic reasons, like yeah. doing stuff from years ago. Yeah. But that's bloody years ago. Like move past it. You watch all these English, English fans shows. are annoying. Yeah, but that's what it, and it's the media as well. Like if they win yeah. the Euro, yeah, but all football fans are irritated. They're still all talking about sixty-six. Yeah, but have you ever met anyone more immature than grown men when their team loses? When my father is a huge Irish sports fan like um, Hurling and Gaelic and whatever right and any time his favourite like team would lose we were better off not even been in the place for two days he's depressed yeah I didn't mm. like that as well oh it's ridiculous yeah. please yeah I don't know I just think I was in yeah invest sorry Calvin yeah invest so much time into supporting yeah. these teams yeah but I'm like and that, then I, like you're waiting so we're waiting all summer right, so right. the Euros on this year right but last year you're waiting all summer when the season ends and the new season is starting you're at the making a few signings you're buzzing we're going to win it this year and you just go out and get beaten train till the first day of the season but if, I, if I love um, I, if I say for example if I love watching reality shows and then say Love Violence on and I want somebody to win they don't win yeah I'm like oh shit I wish that person won but it's but not like that you're only investing 12 weeks 16 weeks it's, that that it's your life for being a kid a love club is different than like a reality show you know I'm mean? trying to relate I know you're at but you know you're a good job of it <laughs> I'm trying to relate but we were in Benidorm in 2018 but the last World Cup and it was just full of English and the carry on to them you're like Jesus Christ in 2018 that yeah. time yeah and it was I, I lived in England that time and all constantly in the pub so throwing drinks yeah, on each so that's other why people don't want them to win because they're carrying on like that and then you have the media constantly. My friend, you know I mean? my ex is like my boyfriend at the time. His best friend start crying when England lost. Didn't they lose like in near the, the end? Yeah. Yes, yeah. we watched it all outside, big huge screen. It was like on a football ground. They put all like um, yeah. to put all benches and all around. She actually started crying, and then yeah. the next day she said, "Was because she was drunk." Yeah. I think she felt embarrassed or something. <laughs> yeah. But like it's ridiculous. What's your take on it? I, you didn't actually. Yeah, I personally don't see the issue with it. If you want to support them, support them. I know just. People we all like have family. family yeah. There are neighbours. There are neighbours. I've family in England and they do support Ireland, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't see the, the issue in it now. You know what I, mean? I don't see the I issue in it but I'd rather the Italians win it. Yeah, I'd, I want to see Italy win it. What about your favourite club teams in England? Does any of the English guys play for any of those teams? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. on the English team then. So would you not support them then for that reason? Yeah, I'd yeah, like, be happy when they play Like Wayne Rooney or whatever yeah. it is. I wouldn't mind them winning Probably. it. I just don't like the media coverage of them and the fans. Yeah. That's all. Like, that's no, so annoying. Like he said, they won the World Cup in 1966 
and they're still going on about it. Yeah. What about when Dublin wins the matches in Ireland? In Ireland, what happens as well? Well, yeah. we actually we actually had a bit of slaughter. You're going nuts on the papers and all as well. Yeah, I couldn't give a bollocks. It's funny because the coaches take it more serious than we do. And like Dublin steamroll through it every year. Yeah. My granddad and all like on my mum's side, so it's like that son-in-law thing with my dad. They all love the Dublin team. My dad can't stand how much they celebrate when they win. He hates it. That's what it's. It's just a it's a bit of crack in a bit of man That's where it is. That's that one done. Um, McGregor and Party Eye the weekend. Yeah, I'm shitting. Do you watch? No, but we have to support Conor McGregor. Yes, you. Yes, you. And although, although I don't know, obviously I've never met him in person, but like yeah. the media portrayal of his personality is so irritating yeah. how he is. Yeah. I think half of it is his show, so it's like a performance. Mm. But as an athlete, he's probably like the best we've ever probably had in Ireland in any sport. The most like he's famous incredible. Sport country, that is top of the Forbes list. It's like he's incredible. It's like he's as f- famous as fucking Beyonce is. Yeah, yeah. he's and our well, best sports person we've ever had. As well. He donated 25 grand to a GoFundMe for someone's cancer. But he does that to us for sure. No, because <laughs> he does that all the time. He does it all the time, Yui. He does. You can't say it's for sure. I mean, damage, did it, mate. a lot of damage control there with him and his career. Same yeah. with Tyson Fury and all of those people. Man, listen, he still did it. He's going to save someone's yeah. fucking life. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't have to yeah. do it. So, I think it's incredible. I, inside, is it the Octagon? Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. He's just amazing at what he's done. Yeah. He's the best mm. in the world. He's top of the Forbes list. The fellas. Mm. He grew up in Dublin and he's top of the force. From Crumlin. Madness. He's like, unheard of. So is he having a fight soon, Dan? He's having a fight Saturday, Saturday night. So who is he fighting on Saturday night? Just fella 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 is that bad? I don't know. Just. Not really. No, no, no. <laughs> fella beat him on, in January. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that everywhere. Where is he fight from, the fella? The fella is from Louisiana. Oh, he's American. So do you think he's going to win? Do you think he's going to win on the weekend? I hope he does. I don't know. I hope so. Oh, it back him, yeah. Oh, Everyone goes crazy with him as well as fans. Remember all the fellas got the top knots in the beards yeah, yeah. in like 2015. Yeah. So like, it's the same thing. Everyone just jumps on to certain stuff yeah. and immediately does that. As if the world was open, there'll be no podcast this week because I'd be in Vegas right now. Would you really? Would you actually love to go over yeah, and watch I there, that? I was there in 2018 for wow. the Khabib for you and I'm still not over. But you know the thing is, I'm not a football fan, but I swear, do you know what the atmosphere is even like at the football shows like the World Cup? Oh, it's tangible. Like even yeah, with yeah, England, if England was honestly. doing so, so well and like I, I went with like my English friends or something it'd be amazing because yeah, of how everybody is yeah, yeah. the last football match we were at like I was hung, hugging random people and all you know what I mean jumping around you know it won't fall in hell some fella had me in a headlock with a hugging oh, Jesus each other. just a random <laughs> thing, you know I mean? right. it was nuts <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, hopefully uh, he wins hopefully, hopefully he wins it's hopefully McGregor gets it on the weekend yeah. anyways right quick one if you could get this one for Calvin yeah oh you can jump in if you want you. if you could get any celebrity in the world except for McGregor on the podcast, Stop. who would it be and why? Oh, God, that's that's hard because what's a celebrity? It could be infamous person as well. Anyone, it, it could be a bleeding uncle. Anyone in the world. Uh, fuck celebrity podcast. That you'd like to ask questions you, 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 to. Give us your own one there because I'm I'd go stuck. Tyson Fury or David Goggins. Either of them two. Fuck. Struggling there, eh? Yeah, bro, you can't be on the There's too many people in the world, yeah, bro. Yeah, look, just anywhere. Dead or alive, then? Oh, no. Oh. If you want to pick. And you can ask any question, there'd never be a ban on questions, then. The I'd want to ask. Just around the mail, isn't he? That'd be good. Any question, now, you did do it and they'll answer honestly. You could ask anyone in the world. I'm, I'm stuck, boys. And do you know what? I'm going to end up saying someone show you, and everyone's going to go. Do you know what always happens? I always say something right and then as soon as the podcast then join me and the second we wrap up I go bollocks I'm not forgetting yeah. to say this yeah but you could pick like a really famous like murderer 
and he'd ask him any question he wanted. How are you eating? <laughs> like, did he, you do it? No, but don't murder him, we already know, but I want to know why. What possessed you to do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Questions just like that. People, isn't he, you? Do you know what I mean? Um... God, you're gonna have to hear this yourself. Right, moving on, right? I oh, know. I don't know what celebrity. We'll we, we come back to you. If you could pick, if you had a podcast and you could pick anyone in the world, who would you pick? Um, He's in there. I'd want to pick somebody really famous. Anyone in the world? Because I'd make it like everyone would want to watch it, Dan. I'm, just, I'm trying to be clever. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Kardashian, maybe? If I could ask her anything. Fuck it. I'll go with Kanye then. Okay, Kanye. Kanye oh, with Kanye, he'd bleed and talk. Yeah. He never shuts crack, up. Crack, that, would, yeah. that would be interesting. Uh, we'll go with the Kanye. Family. What about someone like a royal? What about like Prince Harry? Fuck him. And, I, and if, you, if you'd answer any question, did Which your, na- did your nanny kill one? your mother? Yeah. Ask him that. Did she? That's what I want to know. Come here, the Queen of England, did you kill Diana? Which one's Harry? The old one. No, Harry's the ginger one. Yeah, the he's one the one that fucked up. Megan, yeah, that yeah. one. And yeah. Also, what's the other one's name? Uh, William, William, William yeah. and Kurt. I love Harry and Megan. What's the story with his hairline? You know what I mean? Yeah, what's the story with my hairline? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get a hair transplant soon. I get it next month. I get a hair transplant next month. Send Harry over, will you? He doesn't have bad hair. No, not me. I'm not Harry. When you nodded your head, I wasn't listening. Sorry. Do you know what his name is? Yes, it's Terence. Yes, You nodded your head. Calvin. That's all right. Beautiful. When you nodded your head, I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. When you went like that. No, you doesn't need a hair transplant you've already no, got the yeah, never going to William needs that yeah. done big time yeah, mm. yeah I'm getting mine done next month but hopefully if, co- if COVID it. police doesn't yeah. start bleeding trying to arrest me or something you're rocking it now in fairness it's yeah. I shaved I used to have really long hair now but you know what it sounds so dramatic but it's quite liberating that I actually just shaved it I'm not Sorry, always Spurs, trying to fix it up I feel empowered yeah. now. I feel empowered I'm in control of my body he's a legend this <laughs> Moving on. Uh, another suggestion was they just wrote your accent, Terence. Yeah. I so love it. I keep getting roasted here. We <laughs> have a little TikTok account, right? And they just slap the odd video up here and a little funny video or whatever, yeah? And I keep getting cunts going on to it and commenting saying, look at this age of trying to sound walking class. And I just don't get it. And my head's wrecked over so well, You, you give me something. sound more common in That's Dublin if you it. tried. Yeah. You're more Dublin. Like the stereotype of a Dublin accent and he is. I just don't get it. My head is wrecked over. And then someone put it in the suggestions for this week and I'm like, fuck off. I'm fucking sick of a place. Yeah? No, I think you sound like very Dublin. But I just think it, it's people trolling online. Mm. You know what I mean? They just pick us up and just to have it. Just to have something to yeah, say. Yeah, maybe someone may, may have said it and then another person went on and seen that comment and I'm like, Oh yeah, let's say that again. You yeah, know I mean? yeah, yeah. Come I mean, here, you know quite well, Terence, what you sound like. Wankers and anyway. Yeah, that's... but even like you swear and like your words that you use, if you're trying to sound posh, you wouldn't be bloody doing that, would you? No. Like, like your slang words. Every... Well, people are saying he's trying to sound common. Yeah, people are trying to say, oh, oh he's from Fox Rock, he's trying to sound walking class. I'm like, mate, will you fuck up? Like... Oh, I thought you said people said you're trying to sound posh. No. no no, no, you already just sound really Dublin to me. Yeah, 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 that's what. But people said you're putting this on. Yeah, yeah, it's all an act like the sound will No, well, I can confirm you sounded like this before we sat down to table. with you, but I'll take that. You sounded like that earlier on, so there you go. Moving on, this is a more serious one. The power that that mad banger, I'm just going to read it out word by word. The power the mad banger that had in town last week, taking the unfinished phones off them and arresting them. 
the video. What happened? Explain to me. Did you see the video? The uh, I was on South William Street. I was. And uh, something happened with the guy. That, I think so. Was, I she think was going so. around taking people's phones who were recording. I she was snatching so. phones with the boys so. in Bladen Talbot Street in 2012. Give me that phone gun. Right. That's what she was yeah. like. Just snatching phones. What were they filming? They were recording whole. She was. There was an altercation. Uh, I think people. I don't know what they what what they done, but she was giving out to someone, and obviously one fellow was recording her. And she does Yeah, but they have to because God knows because of what happens in the world and the corruption. This is why everybody exactly. films exactly. everything. So exactly. The, it went viral anyways. It went around, it made the rounds. Uh, we've been very vocal about police brutality, yeah. mm. incompetence on this podcast, yeah. honestly. And uh, we are, we're, we're screaming out on this for fucking for months for they need a revamp of the police system and it's going to train and they don't know how to deal with people. They just can't deal with altercations they don't know what to if do. somebody's filming filming her though and she's not doing anything wrong what's you worried about yeah that's the whole point is like yeah. I'd, I'd actually as a police person for my own protection so i couldn't be lied exactly. about because there's also stereotyped the other way around it's yeah. not every police person's fault exactly i'd want to be filmed yeah yeah like do they not have body cams on that's all the no, time they, don't, no, they, they actually don't. voted against body cams yeah. why exactly because they're obviously but stepping outside the mark of what and they should be doing they're covering yeah. their own backs but the thing about it was what really caught my eye in the video right so She's telling some fella she's going to arrest him. She's knocking points out of another fella's hand and she's snatching phones, right? And she thinks she's handled it perfect. Then the fella who's actually recording the video, she turns around, notices him recording and comes over to him and says, you have to leave the area under the Section 8 of the Public Order Act, right? And the fella takes a step back, doesn't leave. But there's a sergeant there and he comes over to the same fella, right? And says, do you mind stepping back? You're not making this situation any easier. Yeah. So how can... A sergeant who's higher rank not follow the same protocol what she did. She was just threatening people with, oh, Section 8, you have Using to Using her badge as a weapon. Yeah, oh, I'm a police person, you'll have to listen to me. Yeah, you know, that's something that they try. Well, you want to see the carry-ons oh, about, like, oh, my. Trip. It's I, need to, trip. I need to watch it, but that's what it is. It's, it's like, I'm trip. above you, so she's I can It's going around snatching phones off people. Yeah, like, I imagine, stuff like just because she's in a uniform doesn't make her all right to wouldn't take someone's phone, you know? Yeah, but that's the only protection you have in these kind of situations. If a guy is getting out of hand, you have to record them. Look at the George Floyd thing. Exactly. There hadn't been no cameras there. And imagine how many times it's happened over the last couple of late hundred years or however oh, long do you know time, what I mean how many times has that happened that yeah, it hasn't been recorded so everyone in power in the world is just corruption or in every industry when mm. somebody has power mm. it's as simple as that so that's why it's important if somebody can film a situation like that in my opinion someone had a, an amp you know like a speaker and he said that the police come over to him and the first thing the police said was, knock that off or I'm going to break it. Yeah. Like, what sort of way is that You have to no way to, to break anyone's property. Yeah. And you're ruining it for other police people. It's actually probably yeah. really nice. Well, that's, that's what we're trying to say every fucking week. How many coppers have we met since we started this podcast? Yeah. And it's, it's changed my perception of the police because you're meeting people on a one-to-one -one basis. But they're apologising yeah. for, for the people that are working with. They come mm. up and that's one of the first things they say, listen, I'm not one of them, but I know what you're talking about. So, so they know there's a problem in the system and it's, it's what do they call it? Like a, a systemic yeah. problem. It's bred into them. But oh yeah, it's conditioned. Yeah. yeah how you yeah, are. Yeah. But the thing about it is, it's changed my perception because I'm talking to these people and then you don't even realise that guy. They're just normal yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, you look like you, you enjoy a few drinks on the weekend. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? Just Whereas some police as well, I feel sorry for them as well, because it's like, if, if you were to put that uniform on you, 
when there's, say, something huge happened. Imagine you're in America, for example, and you're a policeman walking through New York after, like, that George Floyd thing happened. Yeah. Like, a lot of the time, they must be scared as well at the same time because they are there for people's protection. Yeah. It's not every person's fault that those things happen. But unfortunately, there's so many people in positions of power in the world that completely abuse yeah. so that. Yeah, exactly. that card in the pressure. Yes. Mm. An extra added pressure. Mm. But exactly. I get it. Like, I just think they need to how they handle situations with people. Just deal with someone on a one-to-one yeah, one basis. See, the problem as well is the people. Like, cause if we say, oh, that Vanguard is a cunt for doing that or whatever and whatever, you always have these cunts that come in and they go, oh, but they're not all that bad. Oh, but look at the good that they're doing here. And it's like, that doesn't take away from what no, they're doing yeah, wrong here. Yeah. And the that's good, what the problem the is. The good one cop at those doesn't outweigh the bad. No, never. Exactly. And no, that's, that's, that's the bad is Especially in that position. If you're a copper, you're getting paid from taxpayer money to serve the public. Yeah, you you have a different role in society than everybody else. There shouldn't be any grounds for you to make a mistake. Mm. Or if there is, make a yeah. mistake, you should be dealt with consequently properly. Yeah. Right, Gilbert, straight into you. <laughs> straight in? Yeah. <laughs> love got straight into me. <laughs> <laughs> um, talk to us about life growing up. So Bring what's your right name? Back. Where'd it come from? <laughs> from the start. Like, still a so, black blind date. I am Huey from yeah. Ballymore. <laughs> no, I, um, I grew up in Ballymore. I'm sorry mo- to hear. Go, <laughs> go on. <laughs> come from the inner city. Oh. We should understand stereotypes of where we come from more than anyone. I do. There we go. I'd still rather be stereotypical in a city. I know. You know I'm f- I know. No offense. Bless me. Ballymun, gay, traveller, Ballymun. Should have been ginger. Yeah. Hey. If I'd been ginger as well, I would have just had everything <laughs> that could have been slagged off with at, the, at the bloody playground. Everything. Ballymun. Every type of stereotype is on me. So you're from Ballymun. Yeah. yeah, so I moved there when I was, I think I was like three years old. My mum grew up there, so that's how my mum and dad kind of moved there. Um, moved from where? Uh, Tala. I used to live there till I was every... <laughs> Does it get much worse than that? Sheriff Street before that. That would have thrown hand into I was fire. born in uh, Drada. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was. Ah, really, really. I was. <laughs> right. So my parents basically went to every bloody place in Dublin that's derelict. Just go to Ballymun, go <laughs> And then I went to school there all my life. Um, done my leave and start whatever Ballymun. I was actually the first traveller person to do my leave and start in the secondary school that I went to. Class. Actually, yeah. That's actually weirdly enough. Leave. The travellers have been there for like forty years before that. Mad. And I was, and they told me. Um, just before my graduation, they told me that. And they have it in the skill now, in the comp from Ballymun. No Thank way. You. Yeah, I promise. How weird is that? Yeah. Um, it's a, it's so I was the first ever traveller in my skill to ever do my leaving, sir. That's class. And that's where I grew yeah. up. And come here, have you got any brothers and sisters? So I've got an older sister who's like 11 months older. And yeah. then I've got a younger sister. What age is she? She's 20, nearly 21. So she's like six and a half years yeah. or something younger And what was it like growing up in Ballymun? So I grew up like on a halting site, like a traveller's yeah. halting site. Mm. So the, that's when my parents moved from Tallaght to Ballymun. They moved over because that new site had like opened up. So that's why we moved over to Ballymun. And then obviously like my grandparents lived around the corner. Mm. Um, it was just like a normal life, I suppose. It was normal as anything that I ever knew. Yeah. Um, but like growing up like as a traveller... Um, I always found it hard to find anyone that I could ever relate to. Do you understand what yeah. I mean? Like, there's a lot of toxic masculinity. And, like, I grew up in times when things wasn't as maybe as evolved as it might be today. And also, I think because we have so much technology, like social media and reality TV and stuff. The world is smaller now. 
Yeah, but at the same time, you can access more people. Yeah, that's on. Yeah, so, all now yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, I only knew, obviously, the four walls around me, like, mm. like everyone back then, and that's for better or worse or whatever. But in this instance, that obviously made it worse because I looked around me and I never really had anyone that I felt like I was similar to. Like, I'd never seen, like, a gay couple, for example, or, like, a gay wedding or whatever else, even though there's all these, like, stereotypes of loads of traveler weddings. I've never, ever seen something like a same-sex like relationship yeah. or anything like that ever in my whole life growing up so obviously that made life quite difficult because I always felt like really strange or like really weird what age are you talking here? oh god as far back as I can remember you know my sister actually asked me this I would say back as far as like four or five years old I always felt really really different about her kids definitely mm. because what you need to remember is like my father was always like a really man's man yeah. and that's probably like a lot of our dads whatever and there's yeah. no harm I don't think that's just the travelling community yeah that's, that's, that's most people on. and what you need to remember as well is, is that in Ireland compared to especially since like I've lived in England mm. um, Ireland's history even in recent years is so much more traditional than that of a place like Britain has mm. not evolved as much if that makes sense it's very multicultural now but even 20 25 years ago it was a different country to what it is now do you understand what I mean yeah so like I, that you grew up in it's yeah the times yeah. I grew up in yeah. um, and especially the community that I grew up in like there's so much like toxic masculinity where like like even just my dad and his friends like you'd hear like certain comments or certain slurs whatever it be said and I'd always kind of feel like how then can I ever talk about something when I get to a certain age yeah. when this is kind of the kind of feel general feel of things now like that doesn't mean it's like it affects me today because like, I've got a great relationship with my parents now yeah. but it really took until like so to speak it came to their doorstep for them to kind of Address it really yeah, yeah or be in any way Understanding Do you know what I mean mm. Like cause Like that was just the world That I grew up in I suppose mm. When I was a kid and you used the box And all though Like it, you yeah. would have had A rel relatively normal Childhood Yeah of course It was completely normal Like I never ever Ever was like Deprived of anything Growing up But one thing That I really did need I needed um, a home That I grew up in That I felt like I could speak in And I never had that yeah. Never ever had that And that did definitely Affect me when I got older And like obviously I still done sports And done all these Normal things Went through school My parents are always So supportive mm. yeah. When it comes to all that My dad's a really Ambitious person and all mm. But what I needed Was somebody to be able To speak to And maybe even just have uh, One of the reasons Why I loved When I've done telly And the things that uh, reason why I talk about it is Like there could be Another kid who comes from Maybe like my background Or another Like maybe suppressed Background or whatever And then they've got somebody who they can watch or listen to that understands the experiences they're going through do you understand what yeah, I mean yeah. and I never had that so you're going up. to like trailblazing you're setting the path well I'm not trying to do that but I mean if I have an opportunity to ever speak out publicly I always will do under the right circumstances because yeah, yeah. I don't want to preach either if you know what I mean yeah no I, I, I completely agree with you I think your point is lost when you're Drilling it down somewhere. Yeah, nobody wants to hear yeah, that. Exactly, wants to hear yeah. that. So just speak about your own experiences, yeah. then somebody might be able to relate, you know yeah. what I mean? So going back to you were talking about you did sports and all that carry on. You did all the normal stuff. Yeah. Did you enjoy it or were you talked into doing it and you think oh, you're a young man that's what you're supposed to do that's or? a brilliant question I first of all think that every kid should always be taught self-defence sports I think it should be part of school curriculum just, and like money management stuff like that we mm. should be getting taught in school that's just my opinion anyways so I'm really glad I done that but it definitely was like the norm I know there's that stereotype of travellers with boxing but that's what I was going to say it's like a traditional thing it was definitely that, the norm yeah, yeah. but but that's how we actually I know we're fucking 
every bleeding week and I know I one's going to snap but that's how we got you on because yeah. your ergo friend Ryan yeah. used to box with you yeah. Yeah. So, so this is how this is how, this is how you found me. So yeah. like I done boxing um, for what age was it? Maybe like ten till I was like seventeen. So seven years. Yeah, I done boxing for, and I done it in like Dublin city. So I was in Corinthians. I was in Dublin Docklands, and then before that, for a few years, I was in one in um, Baldile, but it got closed down. Yeah. So like I had that grown up, and obviously that that was probably like the most normal thing for my dad to put his son into boxing because that it was, was kind of expected yeah, yeah completely mm. and like but I did enjoy it like I, I loved the sense of achievement it always kept me fit it kept me out of trouble and stuff like that it kept you focused yeah but the problem is that my dad's extremely militant so I had no like teenage life whilst I was mm. doing that because he's an extremely focused person um, but when I got to like 16 or 17 I realised like all of the hard work I put in because I'm one of them people like I always try my best yeah I'm doing it for what it's not my dream or something anyway so that's why I stopped doing it but definitely like, that was a brilliant question because growing up it would have just been seen as normal and if I didn't want to do it like that would have been considered strange and I would have probably got a lot of questions there, yeah, yeah, if I'm honest yeah. because it was like oh you're a boy you want to do boxing boys like to do boxing yeah. that was the sort of mentality of the people that I grew up around but that's changed in recent years with like my background and stuff yeah definitely and when we asked you uh, about life growing up you said, look, I was just the norm for you. So you knew nothing but the four walls. That's just yeah. your life growing up. But what was it actually like? Because we wouldn't know what your life was like growing so up. So like so for me, I always find it very hard to find a place to put myself into. Yeah. So I was a traveller to non-travellers. And yeah. then within travellers, I was never like your, the regular boy. I never... Like I could, and then the background I grew up in at that time with the people that I grew up with, I'm not speaking for everyone, it was weird for boys and girls to be friends. So if I related to a girl, even if she was like my cousin or something like that, it was weird if we were like friends as kids, like in adult size and stuff. Yeah. But I never could relate to like other little boys and stuff. So I never knew where to fit myself. And you know what? That became like a recurring theme throughout my life. And I really genuinely believe the stuff that happens in your childhood really shapes your life. Not that you can't change that. You definitely Well, can. studies prove nowadays but that that is the case like childhood trauma but not yeah. it doesn't have to be trauma but, yeah, childhood but it's all trauma it. it's all trauma yeah. but and it doesn't have to shape all your life but it definitely definitely has a huge impact on 100%. you and you only come to that realisation later on and that's when you like try to change it people can go down the path of like drugs or self-harming or whatever that can end up being a reflection of those bad things yeah. and then you come to realise and then change it obviously because you can't let those things affect all your life Yeah. but for me like the pattern that I seen throughout my life was constantly putting myself down, constantly never feeling good enough, never feeling like, like just constantly sort. Do you know, like in a situation, it be just I would just be like. I put myself down so nothing was expected of me. So then if I got something, then it'd be like, oh, like you done really well done, good. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Even though I'd done sports and stuff, I'm talking about more when I came an adult. When I got to maybe like 20, 21, it was like, that's when it sort of started happening with me a lot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was only... Really, I'd say like in the last year, I really addressed all those things and really put right back to when I was younger. Because like when I lived in England, I used to work with kids in care and it was like therapeutic care. And there'd always be therapists and stuff. And I'd obviously hear them like chatting with the kids. And I'd um, have conversations with them sometimes. And it was through some of those conversations, because I'd done that for like three years, that I kind of learned how to, you can kind of 
follow something back to somewhere it kind of came from. You even pinpoint the kind of thing. Even if it's like a phobia or whatever it is, yeah. it always comes from somewhere. We're not born with any of these yeah, things. Yeah. Racism or yeah. whatever it is, it comes from somewhere your life growing up, what you've listened to. So if you're constantly all the time questioned and judged, because like as a kid, I'd have like a lot of homophobic stuff because it was always a bit like stereotypically more like feminine than I was yeah. Irish, if you know what I mean. Wasn't really into football and sports or whatever. So I grew up obviously with kids always pointing those things out with me, especially like where I grew up. And I'd even have adults saying it to me where I grew up. And that's so bad to say. And I never taught my parents until I got older. Some like the people I grew up around, like from the traveling community were horrible to me. Horrible. Like people have stopped me from playing with their kids and stuff. Yeah, and I remember I, that. Again, um, like, I don't, I know you're saying there's a travelling community, because that's where you grew up, but yeah. I don't think that's just a travelling no, community God, no. thing. I think I'm a traveller and I wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. I, what I was going to say is, so, you summed it up perfect when you're like, from to non-travellers, you're a traveller, and then in the travellers, you're the gay one. So where did I fit, w- yeah. where was my person? But do yeah. you feel like, so, to the rest, do you know, growing up, did you feel there was a stigma towards you because you were a traveller? Oh, completely, completely. Yeah. Like people, a lot of people think you're victimizing yourself when you talk about that. Mm. The, I actually think that um, prejudice towards travelers is the most susceptible prejudice there is in the entire world. Like you listen to slur words. I'd agree, I'd agree. Yeah. You listen to slur words when, that like, gets used. I think when, sorry for interrupting you, but I seen a video a while ago and it was a traveling, traveler family and they were complaining because this restaurant now this obviously before COVID yeah. but like you were like you just toned us down because we're travellers and like it was brushed across it was like the comments it, it no one gave a bollocks an uproar there no. Be, there's no allies no one gave a bollocks and no it, 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 it's only when you click you're like like that family didn't actually do anything other than the fact that you were travelling. Yes, traveller show. It, that's it, like, madness. That. When can, you think about it, the stories I can tell like you, something you perfect. It's the most acceptable, acceptable uh, prejudice, prejudice in the world. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like people use slur words all the time that people know the derogatory origin of those words is words against travellers. If you were to take the word like that's against black people or gay people or whatever, give it even another meaning or use it in, without thinking about that and you're just saying it in a different context, you'd never, it'd never be acceptable. No. Never ever in society would it ever be acceptable. Yeah. Like if somebody was saying slur words to me in the street because I was a traveller, people might stop and think, oh, stop doing that of another person, but it'd only be seen like in a bullying way. Yeah. But if I was black and somebody was saying racist words towards me on the street because I was black, it'd be seen as a racist attack. Yeah. Wouldn't be just bullying somebody or yeah. picking on somebody. Do you know what I mean? But isn't, uh, so, and traveller is actually an ethnic race in Ireland. Now. Yeah, it's considered that, yeah. Yeah, so if you were, if someone was to use slurs towards you, it can be seen as a form of racism now. Yeah, of course. And like, it's treated like, uh, in the eyes of the system, it's yeah. treated the same. Before it was an ethnic minority, it still would have been part of the Discrimination Act anyways. Mm. So it's just an ethnic minority now. I think people who are really um, passionate about it, for example, if they're doing paperwork and stuff, there's always like those boxes you can tick what's your racial background. Yeah. Some people are actually really, like my dad and stuff, is very passionate to be able to have those options that you can put down like on a profile almost who you are, where you're from. Yeah. Right? Well, that's and, like, and that's another stereotypical thing about travellers. They're yeah. so, so proud. Yeah, a lot ra- of people are proud like, race of people. But I'm 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 also like an Irish person, a blue eyes, like I'm all these different things. It doesn't matter like where I come from, it doesn't define me at no, all. No, but I mean exactly. in terms of 
if the box was there, they fucking. Oh, of course they, they I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it I, I wasn't something that so. I stood up for. Like I went on to declare and um, burn shot. He asked me to go on and talk about this. It was in 2017 that came in, and um, so that's like very, very recently to talk about it. And she asked me, "What does it mean to you?" And I was very honest, and I was like, "Do you know what? It doesn't mean anything to me exactly. Like as in, I needed this to be made an ethnic minority by law." Because I already know where I'm from. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I already know who I am. I don't need anybody else to yeah. tell me that or what the law says. No piece of paper is going right? to change it. But people that live a very traditional traveling lifestyle, the reason why it's important for that to come into law is so that they're protected and their culture is yeah. protected. So that the council and the government and people, when they're funding stuff or whatever they're doing, it's funded to protect people's cultures also. So like halting sites, for example, that they can be kept around and not just knocked down yeah. and put people into houses. And even today, I actually see in Lynn here. Saying that, yeah. So today in the in the Senate, uh, the Senate, sorry, um, there was the first time it was a uh, discussion was chaired by a, tra- a member of the traveling community. Oh and that wow! Was today, yeah. yeah, that was only wow. today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then today. even last week there was a discussion in the doll for the traveling uh, education and uh, sorry, traveling history to be taught in the educational oh, system. I definitely agree with that though also. 100%. But you know one thing as well that I, I I really kind of, I always try to say to people is there's so much stereotyping already when it comes to travellers. Everybody always thinks that everybody lives a certain way of life because they're travellers. That's not true at all. I completely live my own life that on paper, if I left out the fact that I'm a traveller, you'd probably never guess no, I was. Yeah. Right, yeah. you'd never guess that I was. Mm. And that, I'm not one in a million. Like that's just so much diversity in the travelling community but it never gets talked Talked about in the media. Everybody always talks about racism towards travellers, but what also needs to be talked about, and I think what will actually make a huge difference in society is um, the internal stigma in the travelling community, the diversity in the travelling community. If you're actually talking about and showing all of these different people from this background, you're proving that point to society. And what's really important as well as like for the mental health problems and all this within the travelling community is to talk about how young boys and girls are very pressured sometimes by older people in that community or that background or in their family to kind of fit a certain box like Ireland 20, 30 years ago Um, and how that affects people's mental health because it's seven to eight times higher to die of suicide in the travelling community than any other background and already listen to this statistic like it's so shocking already um, suicide is the biggest killer of men under 40 in Ireland and in Britain and more than like cancer one in three people say gets cancer suicide is even worse than that right to be a traveller, it's seven to eight times more likely you will die of suicide and have mental health problems than that one. That statistic is already so shocking. Do you know what and I mean? And you put that down to I the old traditional values that are in Britain and all that generation. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't match today. Now, if you want to do that personally, that's absolutely fine. Mm. But don't sit on camera and tell the whole world we but all do it. That kind of comes back to the thing you're saying. If you preach it to someone, yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah. You, you, you yeah. Kind of force it down someone's throat. Yeah. yeah. So I, that's what I always think. Like if I go by my experiences, what I found very hard growing up was to kind of being forced into a box. That's what affected my life really bad. Of course, people judging me in school and saying stuff because I was a traveller mm. was disgusting. It makes you feel embarrassed and whatever else. But for me, it was 10 times worse that 
you you felt like maybe you couldn't go home and talk about certain things or whatever else. Do you, do you understand what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. So that, that's, that affected me worse. So it's that, that's the topics that doesn't really get talked about is how within the traveling community, like many religious backgrounds or whatever, um, women get slut-shamed so much more. Um, there's like, there's more homophobia, there's more toxic masculinity. Men don't speak about their mental health even more than in, regular society when that's already a problem yeah do you know what i mean so it's just it's like the same issues as in regular society but then they're just a bit stronger again and then there's a lot of travelers that don't have education to even know how to even go about changing this whereas i did thankfully i had education i went to school with different boys and girls went to boxima different boys and girls from completely different backgrounds i always integrated so i knew there was a full world out there to kind of go and visit and see and thankfully that's a way that a lot of young travelers are going so that now more people know their options doesn't mean you're not remembering where you're from i completely support like my parents and grandparents their culture should be protected by law travelers halting sites should be built it shouldn't be like because now they don't build halting sites anymore the council doesn't like they actually don't build them anymore and that's become an issue and it's something that's been talked about a lot and um, it's how they don't do that they're wanting to kind of integrate people into different communities or whatever but i think people's culture should should be protected you should be able to live by that what's well, going on for hundreds of years how you've always been yeah. raised but for me it's important for the new generation to also know there's a full world out there and go and find out who you are as a person and it's not just you being a traveler it's who you are as an individual yeah and i think you're like literally the spotlight for that thank you in the traveling community like so you talked about being a traveler to non-travelers what was it like growing up like you so you said you knew from a young age you were different yeah what was it like when you kind of realized right i'm I'm not the same. I, I'm as other, Yeah, yeah. So it's like, as a kid, I was always like quite aware of a lot around me, which was good and bad because like, I was smart and stuff in school, but then I was really aware if somebody was looking at me in a weird way or whatever else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that, like, I remember that like so distinctly when I was a kid, when I think back on like my childhood. Um, I was always just... I always just felt really different and I didn't know exactly what it was. And I just felt so different of like other kids or like conversations that hear me dad having with their friends if they were like having a joke about like a girl or a girl on TV or or like page tree, you know, something like that there. Yeah. I I always, it just made me feel strange and I didn't know why. And I'm talking about like when I was five, six years old, like I was really young. Um... And it was then just as I kind of got older, you start to understand yourself a bit better. And one of the problems is, is like when you watch like mainstream television or even like Disney movies, it's always a prince and a princess. It's all, do you know what I mean? It's stuff like, it's, they're always white. It's these sorts of things that conditions yeah. us from being kids and to look at. think that I'm wrong. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it makes kids think what's more superior and what's normal and what isn't. Do you understand what yeah. I mean? And like, all that sounds dramatic and it sounds like people are sometimes kind of being a bit over the top. Yeah. But genuinely, like, it's little things like that that you just don't relate to when yeah, you're little, when you're feeling different. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Like, like, if you grew up and there was just always two guys kissing in cartoons yeah. and stuff, you probably, you would feel strange. Yeah. You would feel like... Oh, well, that's normal. Why? What am I? And then when you hear like disgusting, vile language said about gay people and like 
I grew up kind of around a lot of really strong religion as well. So like that was really like that was a decision. It was really against what was normal, what mm. was God and all of this. Like I'd heard like I've heard 10 times worse than that, but I wouldn't repeat it. A lot of the things that I grew up around, like in my experience. So that kind of makes you constantly question like yourself, who you are and stuff. And it wasn't until I got to like 21. And by then it was like at a stage where it was like, I just have to live my life for myself. And mm. then as soon as I started telling like my friends and stuff, like non-travelers and travelers, they already, like they already knew. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> you know what, that's something fairly common. Like, they I, already knew. Yeah. That's something like, you know, when you hear like someone was, uh, would come out as gay, but like, the, and people say, how did your family take it? Like the first thing that parents would say, is, I know. I knew. Like, <laughs> we know, what's a big deal? Like yeah. get over a kind of thing and as a parents, joke. my parents genuinely, Ended up taking that so like I genuinely thought like I wouldn't have been speaking to my what dad. What age did you actually again. sit down and have the conversation with Never, them? ever, ever have to this day. Never to this day. What happened was is that kind of told a few people from like late teens, like early adulthood, like 19 or whatever. Mm. And they would go trust like people like my age. Close like, friends, friends yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or like my, my cousins and stuff like that, like my age group in my family. Um and I kind of spilled a wonder like if he was drunk or whatever else. And then I was like 21. And I remember it was like five years ago. I was like going into 2016 or whatever it was. And I told my cousin one night. And then I told my sister. And then she told her friend. And, and it was all on the same night. It was all really, really drunk, right? I was going to share. There's and obviously a field I was in, um, I tell you actually where I was. I was in Ballyferma. And I was in that pub, the county bar in Ballyferma. So if anyone's from Ballyferma listening, that's right. Came out. <laughs> and... Um, then kind of one part, it was sort of kind of said then with my parents through kind of like passing comments, like indirectly it was spoken about. And then we kind of just left it there. And then I went into Big Brother and then got with Vine television. Yeah. So like there was no going back then. It was just, but do you think there was like, it's just, there was that barrier there because maybe you and your parents were kind of in denial about it. Like it was a conversation you just weren't no, it was prepared just to have. because of what I grew up around it was a conversation i never would have the confidence to that's talk what about. i mean even so now i'd find that we're talking yeah. about certain subjects if like my dad was just sat there because it's just so conditioned in my brain because of the stuff i grew up listening to yeah not just from him i mean everyone just the environment i grew up in and like my dad wouldn't know how to speak about his emotions he wasn't raised like that he grew up in a very traditional times for travelers and stuff so it's just sort of a conversation we've never needed to have and we yeah. don't and we just don't have it, it. just is what it is it is what thing. it is and like we've got a great relationship he was so supportive like throughout my whole time in big brother he was like my biggest fan mm-hmm. um and he always has been ever since and did that shock I've, you that. Yeah, yeah, it did because like before that we had a quite a tumultuous relationship. It was yeah. quite a broken relationship. In a way, it's kind of sad that you didn't get to sit down and yeah. have that conversation. But it's good now to look back and say that you have a great relationship. Yeah. Well, if it wasn't needed, there's not really a need to highlight and be like, oh. Look, but I know no, what you mean. It's nice to have that moment yeah. with great parents that I support you. I love yeah, you. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I know who has came out like that. They've got that back in and they can remember and they can pinpoint the moment and it's like, yeah, I remember when I went into the kitchen and we sat down and we said this. And yeah, I've never that. had that. And if you look back, that's kind of sad. Yeah, but it'd be nice good, to have that. It would be, but it's, it's great now that you can look back because from the outside looking in, if someone was to say like, oh, he's a gay traveller, everyone would say like, oh, what they're, so, like set they in their, they're yeah. so set in their ways. There's no way. And you said there's so much toxic masculinity that you grew up in. 
the fact that you can look back now and say that you and your dad have a great relationship is brilliant. It made us have a good relationship, but I sort of had that support moment. Like when I come off in Big Brother, the first thing he done was just like hugged me and it was the first person who did. And that was sort of like him saying that to me, like I'm okay with whatever. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. That's how he said it because like, he would not know how to speak about yeah. his emotions. If but he, he still to. expressed it in a way yeah. that you know. You that's know what he done, okay. yeah. So and that, I think that's what helps. You, isn't it? you have that yeah. peace of mind that. I, and you know what? Have this, like, when I got to go on Big Brother, that completely, like, that was like a lifesaver because it kind of allowed me to go away from home, still be able to be watched by my family and, and just be yeah. me and be around like like-minded people. It was a bit like when I was in school with people from all different backgrounds and stuff. And it was fantastic because I'm such a people's person, but it was great that my family could watch it and see all the support I got, see how many people in the yeah. traveling community supported me, yeah. how many young people like have come out since then. Because that was such a huge part of my story in there was yeah. the fact that I was a gay traveler and stuff like that there. And the producers and stuff like, love that storyline because anything you see of travelers in the media it's always for good and bad it's always kind of a one kind of view yeah. like everyone has these traditions that the boys do box and there's big weddings and yeah. it looks like everybody has money very and eccentric everyone's yeah. really religious yeah. and it's a secret community it's a secret world when really that's just a really exaggerated idea of essentially people that are the same as anybody else there's all different people in the same families like every family yeah. that there is but it was great for people to see somebody like me who was so different to that stereotype and then for young boys and girls growing up to be able to kind of see like you can come from whatever background you come from but you can be still be your be own individual are, yeah. mm. like I'm, I love the fact that I'm Irish I love the fact that I'm a traveller but I'm just myself, like, yeah, so do you know what I mean? I'm, just, I'm Huey. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And that's just for anyone. Everyone should be like that. Yeah. yeah. Can we get into the reality stuff, yeah. right? Because you're a hero for a bit of spotlight. Am I? Hero! <laughs> 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 love Big it. brother. Dancing with the stars. Yeah. Four states. Yeah. Uh, eating with the enemy. Yeah. Is that what it's eating with the yeah. enemy, isn't it? Yeah. Talking Bollocks podcast. <laughs> Just the two of us. Keep going. Did yeah, that twice. I've done a different show. Done it twice? Yeah. I've done a different show not long ago. Stuff in the I'm walks. doing another one. I've already filmed another show yeah. not long ago. Sorry, and I'm doing another one really soon. Yeah. And what, what do you do for a living though? So I own my own business. I've got a business with my Look brother-in-law. There we go. And it's literally brand new. Well, it's not. We started like a few months ago, but because of COVID, trading was difficult yeah. and whatever. Before that, I used to... Um, be a residential care worker for years on and off um, in Ireland and in England. And then when I came home last year after my breakup, um, my brother-in-law just asked me, just said, would you like to just set something up together? So we set up a supplier's business. So like we do tool supplying and stuff like that, the construction and builders and whatever. So that's what we do. And now I'm training and doing aesthetics, so like lip fillers and stuff. So that's that's the next plan. What was the first reality TV show you were on? Um, so the first time I ever had social media, the first time I'd ever been on television, all happened the exact same time. First time I ever had a relationship, all happened when I went on Big Brother. So that was like a really bizarre moment <laughs> in my life. And that was the first time I'd ever, ever been on telly. How would you go about getting on Big Brother? Right, so like normally when you go on like shows like Love Island and Big Brother and all, you just apply through like their websites and did, stuff like that. You used to watch it though, like obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it all my life and I all loved right. like the celebrity version and stuff. Um, but what I literally done was I sat down one day, literally not long after I came out of all my family and all, and I said, you know what, this year I'm going to try and do things that I would... Um, 
like love to do and have experiences in life. So not like you want to travel or whatever. And I just said, I'd love to go on Big Brother. So I literally Googled, how do you go on Big Brother? I knew you can apply through the normal website, but I knew there'd be bloody thousands of people auditioning through. I probably don't even look at all the applications. Mm. So I scoured the internet and I found a producer's email. I don't know how I'd done it, but I found it. It shouldn't have been there, <laughs> but I found it, right? And I emailed them. Oh, God, you want to see the email? It was so shocking. Honestly, we're talking about talking bollocks. Yeah, fucking what? <laughs> oh, my God, it was so shocking. But I knew what I was doing because I said, if I was a producer, what would I want to hear? So I just, like, just wrote Tell it. Jane, give us a and they must have thought he's, he's either a liar or he's a psychopath when yeah. I did her because of the stuff I put into that. Well, you weren't lying. Yeah, but I Sorry, really, exa- I did, I did, exa- <laughs> I did exaggerate a lot. And then um, I basically got like a phone call not long after that. And then coincidentally, they were coming to Dublin to meet like with a few people there, like potentially were going to cast, like who did Metro, like agencies and whatever. Mm. And I'll never forget, it was on the keys. You know where the jury's in hotel? You, no, not yeah. jury's in, is on the keys, was there a Jory's in Hotel? There was, yeah. It's now a different yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah. Went there, and when I was inside... Next door to the CHQ. Yeah. Everyone yeah. was like... It's like on the way up to the tree arena. Like yeah, down, it's down next door to the CHQ, yeah. When I was... Um, when I was inside, everyone was like in and out in like 10 minutes. And I was ended up, when I went in, I was in the last. I was in there for like about two hours. And we were just talking utter rubbish and we we're doing like videos and we were chatting about like my background and like who I am, why I'd like to do the show, how long have I been a fan, my favorite like contestants has ever been. Because some of the producers have worked in the fan in the beginning and like I literally like loved it. But like if you met like your favorite football team or mm-hmm. something, you'd want to sit there and just talk all day. That's what I done. And then I suppose it just liked me and just kept calling me back for other auditions. I went to England to some of them and then I got on the show. Basically. <laughs> and it was a crazy time. Oh. We watched your highlight reel on YouTube. Did you? Know? Did oh, you? Oh, I was, I was not. <laughs> the rants you were going on. And yeah. I think everyone who knows, if you haven't, go on there. Just type in Yui Martin Big Brother. The one where you go into the room and you're like, oh, get me it. out of this house. She was horrible. <laughs> Do you know what? It's like, she's a nasty cow, the woman I was in there with. But it's like, it's such an intense environment. It's like, you're in a situation. living on top of each other. Yeah, you're in a situation that you'd never be in. Like, you shouldn't even be in that. Do you know what I compare it to? If people say to me now, what's it like to be on shows like that? Where you're cut off from the world, you don't have a phone and stuff. Did it's so similar. Right, well, I've never been there before. <laughs> right. But do you know what I think it's really like? It's like you're living in this alternate universe and everything that you're used to as an adult is taken away from you. You know, like a bit like when you went through lockdown mm. and you were just locked in the house and everything you were used to in your normal life was completely so gone. So you flourished through lockdown as well. But it was so similar. It was exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. That's exactly what it's like. And it's so bizarre as an adult asking, can you have another drink or can you this or can you that? It's so weird. But the only reason why... I would like want to stay in an environment like that because I tried so hard to get in there. And it was like my dream my whole life. Do you know, like I was said, I didn't really have anyone to relate to growing up. And when I used to watch shows like that, this is why I loved them is because I showed all these different people from different backgrounds. And that's exactly why I loved the show growing mm-hmm. up. Um, but like, if you didn't want to be in there, Jesus Christ Almighty, you'd, you'd be nuts to stay in an environment like that because it's literally the hardest thing you've ever done. But it's the most amazing experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. good crack. It's good. really I, I fun. Say, uh, it must be mad looking back on it now, isn't it? When you're yeah, back. it's like it's weird when I think back now because like I didn't do because like I've done other programs similar to that, 
Um, but like that'll always be my favorite thing I've ever done in my whole life. Yeah, no matter what I do, set her off really. Yeah, but even without that, it was just I always loved it. And like no one from I'm from ever, no one from fucking Ballymun or anything <laughs> like that. But like no one from like in my family had ever done anything like that. I was so outside the norm. Yeah. And like anyone that I always said I'd love to go on a TV show one day, they always thought I was crazy to even think like that. So I just see it as such a big fifty of them or something at this. Stage. Yeah, but I see it as a great achievement, and it was the best experience. I've ever had but hands down the most difficult thing one of the most difficult things I've ever done it was yeah. so mentally draining yeah but you come across very well on the telly like, yeah on these shows especially because we actually we were up Mike after the other day and we were looking at a few of your clips because you've never seen Big Brother or anything yeah. like that ever so we were looking at a few of your clips and we were getting a good laugh and we were saying this fella's a gas cunt we'll have yeah. a bit of buzz room but then we watched the four states one. Yeah, now I actually, it's a bit of a guilty pleasure. I made me bored watch four states. Do you? Yeah, it's a bit sad. But you know what, <laughs> do you know what we love doing? You'll be watching four states and then straight away going, that's, that's a no, that's a yeah. And right, then, yeah. And do you know what one's the best? I part? love that. At the end, where you can tell like one of them is going to say yeah, and they'll be like, you go first and then they're like, you go first. That's and the person goes, oh, that? I'd love to meet you again, but as friends. And then like your mommy like, Oh yeah, I was gonna say the same. No, you weren't. Right. You were ready. You were ready to get down on one name for a few minutes ago. There you go. But they're the best ones. But um, no, because we were talking about like how awkward it was. Your man was a bit of a prick. Oh, it's horrible. And but you're so like right. I'll make the best of a bad situation. And I'm like, a really positive person. Big well, brother you come was across like crazy. That crazy. But what like I was that. saying as well is because Calvin's like your man was a wanker. He, he was, was a, a legend, whatever. But I think after it, your man actually wasn't too bad. Like it, oh, it was a prick. Yeah, Remember was, at the end he goes to pay, but then you actually have a bit of buzz and all. And I'm like, Pro I'm telling you now, I've never in my life. Do you think that was bad on TV? Can you imagine like sort of? table was about to slend because of COVID whenever right and then we're sat next to each other at the end when we're doing the interview okay right yeah. but um <laughs> can you imagine that. being sat like that and it's like yeah. when they're filming you and it's all of that and in fairness it's clipped as well so it's two longer hours. yeah yeah so that. you're watching that through the telly and it's like oh he seems rude two hours I was trying to drag a conversation now bearing in mind he was far from anything I was attracted to but I was just trying to be nice I knew the second I seen him that it was never going to be anything. Yeah. Right. But, and even just from how, just from the demeanor of him and stuff, it wasn't even just because of how he looked. Within five seconds, I just didn't like him at all. Yeah. Um, but I still sat there and was trying to be nice. And I'm also aware of the fact that they're filming a TV program. They're wanting people to sit there and chat and get to know one another. Like, be respectful of, of Jesus. Yeah. 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 Sorry, don't worry. Be about respectful you. of that fact during fucking... <laughs> <laughs> be respectful of that fact during COVID. Mm. Like, that was like last October or something, the height of COVID, that you could even go out to a bloody restaurant. I was just like, excited about that fact. Mm. Yeah. No, but that's what comes across, because he's sitting there and he's, like, he's looking away and you're like, right... I know you're not interested in me, but should we not have a good time and have and a be laugh? Nice. And like, like, there's no need oh, to be rude. I am. And you're like, what a wanker. I hate rude people. And do you know what? I was do I was do dying to just get up and scream the whole place out of it and literally call him every name underneath the sun. Like what you did in Big Brother. Yeah. <laughs> I was dying to do it. But I didn't, and I said, you know what? I knew exactly how he was going to look on TV. Yeah. And I said, I'm just going to leave him, let him bury his own grave, and I'll sit down. That's why I was chatting to the waiter and the other people and all, is because I felt so awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing worse for me than an awkward silence. Jesus Christ, I know don't shut up. But I, oh, I hate <laughs> an awkward silence. It's so awkward. It must be a rare occasion. Yeah, but imagine how anxious you are. Imagine knowing you're being filmed in that yeah. point. Do you still cool? get, do you get nervous or not? Do you be rattling when the cameras are on No, you? no, no, not at all. It's not He's like, bleeding. 
Yeah, that's the minute I won't let them. <laughs> I wouldn't get um, nervous or something like that. Like, I, I've never, I've only, when I was a kid, I might have been shy and stuff. I wasn't shy, I was, I was anxious because I always felt really weird. Yeah. But I naturally am um, an extrovert. Like, I'm, I'm a yeah. chatty person. Yeah, yeah. Person. yeah, bubbly. I'd make friends at a fucking bus stop. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm like. Yeah, and yeah. I'd chat to everyone and stuff. But no, I don't get nervous just because. No, but you definitely nervous. do. You come across very bubbly and mm. yeah, definitely contagious with like your conversation you get people chatting yeah and i think as well i know we keep talking about what you done on the telly but that doing with the uh, eating with the enemy that, I, lo- I love doing that, one. that like, good. you could tell your one is snapping because she knows she's wrong yeah and you're just like i'm not a bad person and every negative that she has and stereotypical thoughts she's having in her head they're like plastic surgery tell us a bit about her like who you were so what so I, was I was paired up with this woman from the traveling community and um she wasn't like she never she never like was rude or said anything bad and like, sorry you couldn't across it so the show the idea of the show is they they pair two people with opposite views yeah and the opposite views on the same up. subject or yeah. maybe they're from a similar background or it could be whatever now I didn't know it was going to be with a traveller I did not know until I got there who it was going to be and I I was just messaging Axe to do the show Axe what it was about reason why I done it is just to speak about subjects I'd feel passionate about now yeah. that could have been gay could have been surgery could have been travellers I, I didn't know what it was going to be so I was paired with this lady and she works for a travellers rights organisation now they're constantly funded all the time just to speak about racism towards travellers like I told you earlier in the interview they never talk about well the chat the, the convo then yeah. but they never speak out about like LGBT travellers or how that can be difficult or whatever else, like those types of subjects that I felt passionate about that's affected my life that I think needs to be spoke about in the public domain, right? So she already, we already had a different view when it comes to that. She admitted in the interview like that was true, that even though she's got gay friends, for some reason she, she just never includes it in her work. She only talks about maybe travellers' houses issues, how travellers don't mm. have the same rights in society or whatever. So we sat there and we had a conversation like about plastic surgery, being gay, being a traveller, different views on religion, sex outside of marriage, all sorts of things. I'd like, I'm the most open-minded person. I've got a friend who's a porn star. Mm. I actually have a friend who's a porn star. So like, mm. I don't care what you are, what your yeah, job what's is. what's the number? No, it's like, boy, he's a gay yeah. boy. Do you want his number? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Biggest no mistake he ever made. He's a gay boy. <laughs> but um, my point of even saying something like that is, is that I'm interested in whatever you want to do, however you are as a person. I think it's brilliant. Whatever job, or whatever background you come from. Yeah. But like, you know, even away from her being a traveller, she was also from a different generation to me. Yeah, yeah. So Arlen, You could see she was so close-minded going in and you yeah. could tell you were chipping away. And it helped. It helped yeah, a you lot. Could de- you could tell she wanted to hold on to the stuff that she went in with and you were chipping away at it and she was yeah. letting loose. And when I spoke to her like about how the subjects I've talked to you about affected me badly, like about like su- attempting suicide when I was like a teenager and like all of these sorts of things, she really understood then like why I feel the way I do about mm-hmm. the subjects I do. It's not just about telling everyone I'll be yourself. It's about, I know like from having cousins that um, like are gay or feel different from the world you grew up in, we all can understand one another, but there's never enough awareness for anybody else in our like background or our community to understand us. It's not spoken about. So it really taught her that. And hopefully that'll make a change, obviously, in our work going forward. And other than that, we really got along and we had a laugh and yeah. whatever. But that's what I got from it. I, well, any clip it's I've seen of you on the telly, I was like, 
this fella seems like a genuine bloke. He's bubbly, yeah. he's positive. You turn negatives into positives. Yeah. Like you could tell with her, she was really reserved. Was this the board who was talking about the Botox? Yeah. And, then you and you're like, like, did you ever do your hair? This, this yeah, it? yeah. It's like, you wear your pink nails. I, I don't think you should change. Like my mother's like that typical Irish mother. And she's like, oh God, God made you like that. Don't change whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, go away. I'll change my yeah. one. <laughs> but I, and you can tell you're like, and you're not ashamed of it. You're like, yeah, I've my cheek done. I've this done. I've my yeah, ass done. And yeah, all. got my bum made bigger. Got my teeth done. I got my hair done. <laughs> yeah. Everything. I was meant to go like two you days. You the hair done when you get it finished. Push it up. <laughs> I'm getting my hair done. I'm getting it done in, in like in August or whatever, if COVID allows me. But um, I, I think like with surgery, if somebody wants to have surgery, go and do it. But I don't think at 18, I think over 21. And once you do your research and stuff. Yeah, no, I definitely yeah. agree with you and all. But I'm, I'm just going to go back to the fact that you got, you portrayed yourself, you carried yourself very well there. Yeah. And even now, after being seen with you, but what, like the last yeah. leading two or three hours. Yeah. You seem very genuine. Like, I would say, yeah, that, that fella who we've seen on the telly is the fella who we sat across and talked yeah. to. Yeah, I'm always yeah. myself. I, don't, I would I'll be honest with you, I don't have the patience to be fake. Like, if I'm on a television programme, like, I even remember when I first went into Big Brother, tried to have a bit of a game plan. That went out the window after about three days when your woman that I was arguing with turned me completely insane. <laughs> well, at that time, I was 21. I was locked up in the house, sometimes refueled by alcohol and whatever. Mm. And I regret none of it. I wish I'd done more of it because it, it all went viral. Even now on TikTok, people don't those TikTok videos of me screaming and whatever yeah. and without all I'll of those people things how to argue. Yeah. <laughs> without all of those things I would not have continued doing television if I'd been kind of sensible on Big Brother but I'm glad I've gotten to do other shows afterwards where people have got to see me in a completely different light because shows like Big Brother and like MTV and like I went away and I'd done a different show recently they can be really um trashy and whatever and that's okay because we've all got them sides to us but it's nice to sit down and talk about more serious topics yeah also. and i think you're a great advocate though for Thank breaking you. the stigma around what it is to be a traveler yeah breaking the stigma around what it is to be gay and breaking the stigma around what it is to be from ballymun there we go <laughs> be from ballymun you can be whatever you want yeah, <laughs> be, you can be whatever you want. <laughs> you're from Ballymun. <laughs> no, but yeah, you know, I had a great chat with you. Here. I you. really enjoyed it. Um, we had a great laugh. Yeah, you're I a think, legend. You've insulted the whole of bloody Ballymun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. You're from bloody inner city. You're the third person from Ballymun on this podcast. Well, there you Is go. He? He's obsessed with Ballymun. Billy McMahon and Willie Woy. Is your girlfriend from Ballymun? She's not bollocks. Well, but you're obviously obsessed Whoa, with Wexford. Where is she from? Wexford, yeah. Oh, but the posh down around there. And that. I do, yeah. What's that place called in Wexford? They all go Lost there. Lair. No, the other oh, one. Like that, Something no. town. Core town. Core town. There yeah. we go. They're posh down there. She's not from down there, but <laughs> we'll leave her at that. Yeah, that's a wrap. Yeah, we thank you for coming in. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, I hope you all enjoyed this. This was some roller coaster. Talking bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, take us out. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app. What you waiting for? Put your back in it. Just a little more. Try out in it now. Fill your body up in. Walk it hard and long. When you finish that. The Hip Knocker.